0: Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it?
1: Hello, amigos, and welcome to episode 39 of Not Another Socks Podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau. As always, fellas, the season's over.
2: The season's That's over. right. That's right. The season's over. Um, officially, even though, uh, like we were talking about before the show, it's been over for, um, you know, a little while now, but uh, I think you can officially say it's done, Um but uh, yeah, we we got some stuff to talk about today. You know, some some positives surrounding this team as well. Um, you know, as far as the uh, you know not making the playoffs goes, we do have some positive to talk about. But uh, yeah, that's it. R.I.P. 2022.
0: Yeah, I think this is the best I felt about a Red Sox last place team. Yep, you can hang the banner on Yaki Way. Um, best I felt about last place Red Sox team. Um, I think that this year was a little fluky, some injuries, um, you know, some guys maybe underperforming a lot of guys that really didn't belong on the roster. So at this point, now that they've kind of gutted the dead weight in a lot of ways, I do, I do feel okay. Like I feel good going into next year, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel like it's something that, you know, I've definitely accepted for a little while now, even before while we're still in the hunt, even, you know, a few out of the wild card. It really just didn't feel like our year for the most part, apart from that, like, great two month stretch um, in late May, early June, when, you know, we're really right back in it. But, you know, for the most part, this team just really hasn't had that. Um, kind of spark almost this year that they had even uh, last season when things weren't going great or, you know, in 2018 or any of the other playoff year. So it's fine. You know, you're not going to win every year, obviously being in last place sucks. Uh, But, you know, it's a hard division. You don't want to make any excuses for that, but you know, uh, it doesn't, Feel as much as like a last place team as like 2014 or 2015 did right. when the entire season was just absolute dog shit. There was never a hope from the real beginning, other than you know coming off that World Series high in 2014.
2: Yeah, it, it was it, it was sort of like LeBeau said. It was a very fluky season, obviously, with a lot of the injuries that we had. You know, uh, with Sale, with even Kike being out for as long as he was, and. Um, you know, different stuff that happened, you know, throughout the season. Um, but it seems like the team, like, I guess it hasn't really like fully given up completely. Like they they seem to be still battling. Obviously, even though the season, you know, they they really don't have a, a chance to make the playoffs at this point. Um, it seems like they're obviously still continuing to battle. You know, they had a really good series against the Rangers. Um, so it it seems like the teams, you know, got. A, you know, a lot of pride and, you know, they're continuing to battle here, which is good to see because, you know, usually with the team, you know, as out of it as they are, you know, would kind of pack it in. And, and it doesn't seem like they've really done that this season, which has been good to see. It's promising, at least.
0: No, I think, you know, with the amount of veterans they have on the team, I don't think anyone's going to quit. Obviously, I think that they understand that it's over. Um, they understand, you know, where they're at. And I think that at this point, it's just a lot of the veteran guys are um, trying to set a good example for the younger guys. And a lot of the veteran guys know they're going to be here for a while. So I think they're trying to set a good example for the younger guys. There's a lot of good young players on this team. You know, I feel pretty good about the young guys. Obviously, Casas, you know, homering just two seconds ago, is the ringleader in that. And he's got a great relationship with Eric Hosmer. And I think that's very useful. Um so I think there's a lot to be excited about for next year when you look at the potential that this team has offensively. There's going to need to be, you know, a couple starting pitchers added and obviously the bullpen's pretty much going to need to be entirely revamped. Um but you know, in terms of offense, like if you if you went through it, if everyone's healthy and everyone comes back and you do re-sign Xander, which I do believe they will, well,
1: yeah, no, I mean, I definitely don't think this team has given up. Statistically, a lot of these players know the reality of where they're at. Van Grafs has this under 2% chance of making the playoffs right now, and that's even, you know, a little bit generous. Like, we would essentially have to go on an 07 Rockies run and, you know, have a lot of other teams in front of us. Uh, Fall off. So our fate's not in our own hands at this point, which you never like to see. But no matter how bad the season gets, I don't want to see this team give up and hope for them to lose like kind of how it felt in 2020 when you just wanted that, you know, best draft pick. I don't give a single shit about where we draft this year because it's going to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, and, uh, You know, with the new way that they do it with the top picks as well. It's not like it really matters that much. And we're going to take a high school shortstop anyways. So <laughs> it, it doesn't matter if we're the, you know, second all around pick or we're the 30th. We're going to take a high school shortstop and uh, we're going to accept it. Um, but no, it is good to see the team actually try. You know, I, I hope to see them be competitive the rest of the year to set that standard for, you know, a lot of the young guys that got called up. And, uh, you know, hopefully we even see a few more faces. But um, this season has not been the worst compared to a few other last place seasons, I still feel.
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely. It. And I think there's obviously a lot to like, um, you know, even going into the, uh, you know, the fall and in the winter here in the off season um you know that they're going to be able to add pieces um, that are going to help this team because we there there have been a lot of holes this year especially in the bullpen um you know like LeBeau that you mentioned so this offseason is going to be uh going to be a really uh, going to be a really key one and it's going to be an interesting one and i and i think it's going to be um obviously an impact offseason to really help this team um you know heading into 2023 obviously to make sure that this uh you know it doesn't happen again so obviously filling those holes in in the bullpen is going to be big and then obviously you know looking at guys like Xander and and maybe even extending Devers and uh you know again some of that work done this off season is going to obviously help them going forward so it's going to be an interesting one for sure
0: yeah there's so many variables but all i know is next year watching Devers and Koss in the same lineup two lefties that have similar swing patterns, hit the ball, similar areas of the ballpark um, with, you know, guys like Kike that are dynamic, guys like Verdugo that are dynamic, Trevor Story that can all run the bases really well, you know, hit doubles. Um, and then, you know, Xander coming back and Hosmer being in the mix um, is, is you know, obviously great. And then we'll see who else they grab. Obviously, at this point, I feel like offensively, you kind of going to just get what you get. But I think they need to concentrate on the pitching, you know, the starting rotation, the bullpen, you know, hopefully maybe Michael Waka comes back, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, no, and it's, I'm glad to see that, you know, we already started that process. We re-signed Kike to that one-year $10 million deal, and, you know, uh, chances are it's not a strong free agent class if you took a look at the specific outfielders not named Aaron Judge. So being able to, you know, have that one piece already figured out before you even hit October 1st or October 3rd or November, whenever you start off the off season. So it that's definitely, you know, a great move. I think we can all probably agree on that. There's a lot of moves to be made still, yeah. a lot of question marks. It, it comes more from the pitching side. Hopefully, you know, you do see Cassis play every day uh, at first base, uh, which I think, you know, that's the reason we called them up now. Uh, you'll have Verdugo back. I think Story having, you know, more of a normal season um, to start off the year is going to help too. Like, you know, every single Red Sox podcast has kind of been saying all year, but you have seen, you know, a lot of the pieces kind of fill into place. Hopefully, you know, we see a few more even young pitchers come up uh, for the rest of the year. There's no need to see Ryan Brazier or Familia for the rest of the year. There's, I call up any random AAA scrub or Frank Hermann or um, just anybody that can throw a baseball. There's zero need to have, you know, those types of guys on this roster right now.
0: Totally agree. Dead weight, get someone young in there, give them a chance, let them see how they react to the big stage and it can turn into, you know, something good. See what you have. Like some guys just need a promotion to access different parts. You know, big league coaching people think, well, if he's not great in triple A might not be great in the majors, but that's not always necessarily the case. You get to the majors and all of a sudden there's a pitching coach there that, you know, won 150 games in the majors or, um, you know, a catcher that has caught some of the greatest pitchers of all time. And it changes, you know, your your delivery could be a tweak in how you hold the baseball, small things. So get a guy up there. Schreiber's a great example. You know, he was never really truly great in AAA. He was good. And then he came here and, and, and then he was great now his arm is, you know, kind of falling off, but, um, yeah, get, get someone else up familiar, get him out, obviously get him
2: out. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, obviously going back to, to Kike, he's, uh, you know, it's nice to get that deal done. And, you know, he is a big part of this team. Obviously he's had a, uh, a tough season injury wise, you know, he's, he was out for a while there. And, um, you know, we, we, saw how much of an impact he had, you know, especially in 2021, um, you know, on that run that they had, uh, to the ALCS, he was a big part of that. Um, you know he's almost kind of like the heartbeat of the lineup. Like when he gets going, it kind of trickles down. Um, so it's good to have him. Obviously, for one year at, at ten million, it's uh, it's a very team friendly deal, and uh, you're locking up that uh, center field position um, as well. And the and I guess the uh, the good note about getting him re-signed, and you know it, it was reported that obviously he had a you know the talk with Haim Bloom, um, and a big part of him coming back and re-signing with the Sox was the fact that you know Heim you know told him that obviously the the team. The situation with the roster is is going to be a lot better come 2023. So, you know, that's definitely exciting to hear, um, you know, going into the offseason here. So,
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, obviously, ownership, Sam Kennedy announced earlier, you know, a few weeks ago that uh, Core and Bloom, their jobs weren't going anywhere. They're going to be back for the 2023 season So, I mean, if you're Hein Bloom, I mean, obviously this has been a really disappointing season. You can't have another season of around 500 ball, not making the playoffs, and stick around in Boston. This year, you know, there was a lot of bad luck involved. You know, I'm uh, not, you know, saying that he didn't make, you know, 100% great moves. He did have a lot of great ones. And I think one that kind of flew under the radar is, uh, you know, Garrett Whitlock signing that extension too. But you do wish, you know, you saw some guys... uh, Sign a little bit sooner, it would have been nice to already have Devers or Xander, kind of locked up. But uh, you need to have you know a big splash this off season if you expect to you know stick around in Boston. It, it, this is not the time to rebuild. This is still the time to go for it.
2: Yeah, and this is a pivotal off season out of the Red Sox, but for Heim Bloom and his uh, career with the Sox, he's he's got to have a bounce back off season and a bounce back twenty twenty three. Um, you know, I think if he wants to stick around, you know, long term. So for him, I think obviously he feels the pressure and he feels that, um, you know, he needs to go out here this winter and, um, you know, really get some pieces in to solidify this roster and, uh, you know, get them back to uh, to postseason play and, and going on a a D. Yeah. And I
0: mean, he definitely will. You know, I think he has to, obviously, not only for his job, but ownership will make a move if he doesn't and i think that he's also uh opening up you know alex core's job as well to be terminated if he doesn't you know kind of do something here um i think that again it's probably going to come down to the pitching and it's probably going to come down to the bullpen Or right, so the start the starting pitching in the bullpen rather um, but i think the offense is pretty good like i don't think you really need to do too much to the offense. I mean, would you maybe agree? I don't,
1: I might get another outfielder. I mean, you have Kike back in center. You have Verdugo either in left or right. I don't really think Tommy Pham is the solution out there. I don't know who else that might be right now. Honestly, a guy on the free agent list that I saw the other day that I was like, that might make sense is Andrew Benatendi, which would be kind of hilarious. We ended up getting <laughs> yeah. him back at the yeah. end of everything here uh there so you know maybe that comes in the form of trade um I think you know they might try to get another catcher I know they were connected with Sean Murphy uh at the deadline uh but now you know you do have Reese McGuire that's definitely showing that he's probably going to be at least the backup next year if Connor Wong who's been insane in Worcester lately and you know uh doing well behind the plate I hope to you know see him more down the stretch uh so you know that's what's kind of good about this time right now. You can figure out what you do and don't have. Like I'm willing to just give Connor Wong the remainder of the game starting a catcher just so we know what we have. Are we going to keep him or are we going to hold on to him? And either way, it's fine. But we don't know right now. We don't know if Cass right. is going to be the opening day first baseman. We don't know what role Garrett Whitlock's going to be in. So right now is that time to really kind of play with house money. Yeah, you have nothing to lose,
2: right? No, I definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah, I, I would say definitely the, the Wong thing. I mean, Wong should have been up here a while ago, um, and it's 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 so odd to me how like Bloom does this, where we're we're begging him to call guys up, right? Begging, yet he hoards these prospects. So I don't understand. Like I feel like it's such a contradictory philosophy. Like yes. Yeah. You hoard these prospects, you want to build up a good farm system, but then you're taking at bats away from these prospects in the form of Kevin Plucky. You're taking away, you know, appearances on the mound in the form of Familia. Like, I just don't understand. Why do you have them that? Why do you have all these young guys and guys with good upside if you're going to play someone who is completely irrelevant to the future of your organization over them. I just, it's so, it's so mind blowing to me.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you got to see guys like Bayo, uh, come up throughout the year and kind of get their chance. Obviously, you know, Bobby Dahlbeck didn't work with us this season here. Uh, you know, a little sad to see him go back down to Worcester. He's actually never been to Worcester before. Uh, but (laughs) hopefully, you know, he can figure out some things and, you know, Maybe be a decent call-up at some point next year if you have an outfielder or even a third baseman go down or anything like that. I don't mind keeping Bobby Dahlbeck in the organization if you need a guy like that, but I don't see how like, you know, why it even took so long to give Cassis, you know, a chance at first base. And my big thing that really I think frustrates me about that specifically is I get the whole thing. With, you know, not wanting to start their service time too early. Or even rush them. Cassis did miss, you know, time throughout the year here. But I don't give a single shit about their service time. If they're good, just sign them. You know, that yeah. way we don't have to worry about this with Devers. Yeah. That way we don't have to worry about this with Mookie. If a guy is good and you believe in him, sign him to one of these deals any other team is Dude. doing. It is the most frustrating thing. I don't. We're the Red Sox. We shouldn't care about... Service time. We should care about winning.
2: Yeah, great point. It's frustrating when you even see when even see teams like um, like the Braves and how they've just locked up their young stars. I mean, they have what like four guys like locked up. uh, You know, they're the core really of their team locked up for the foreseeable future. And like you said, Jack, you're you're literally the Red. You're the Boston Red Sox. Like, there's no reason that you shouldn't have you know your key guys locked up long term and you know not waiting until you know they're these uh, superstars like you know s- certified superstars that then you know the price goes way up when you see like you you said it perfectly when you see them starting to really make that turn into becoming a legitimate major league baseball player and and superstar like once you start seeing that then you sign them i think you you said it perfectly
0: Right, and it's just, I, I think that that's such a, a funny point because, like, every time you hear the Red Sox talk about, like, service time or anything like that, it's like, you, you just you just showed us your hand. Like, you can't pretend to be, like, this team that will spend whatever, you know, you need to spend or keep everyone you need to keep if you're worried about service time. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like, that—that that is uh, something that small market teams do because they simply can't afford that guy in the future. Like that's not the Boston Red Sox. If you're going to come in with that philosophy, you have much bigger problems than the extra year of Tristan Cassis or whoever, you know, like much bigger problems, organizational.
1: And, you know, we, we have been actually good about, you know, calling up guys in the past. we, basically skipped double-A with Mankata, Benny. Devers only played, like, five games down in Pawtucket. So you don't want to rush everybody. Uh, I think, you know, one point I saw a few people make about Cassis specifically is he uh, missed significant time each of the last two seasons on different stints. So you want to get him that development. That one I understand a little bit more. But there are, like, a lot of guys that, you know, through, especially throughout the, the last few years, specifically where it's been a head scratcher, why they haven't just been called up to give him a shot, see what you have, know what you have entering in the off season.
2: I agree. This is the perfect time to do it. Perfect time. Nothing. I would to even lose.
1: call up, you know, Emmanuel Valdez right now. He, uh, you know, one he's international been player me. of the week. Yeah, his defense is atrocious. He needs to work on that. He's not gonna you know, get a starting job in 23, you know, he's probably not even going to get a lot of the bats. But I want to see how this guy looks at the major league level. He's 23, 24. It's not like you have to really worry about, you know, a 19-year-old coming up and being exposed. They're kind of what they are at that point. And, you know, some guys it takes a little bit longer to figure it out. But if you actually believe in a guy and you trade your starting catcher for, you know, kind of the centerpiece of that Christian Vasquez trade, then I don't see any reason why, you know, you you don't want to see what your actual assets in the major leagues are. Maybe it's a 40-man thing, maybe they don't want to burn that, but it, it still just seems silly. We're the Red Sox.
0: No, I agree. And um so like is is Valdez's defense like that bad? Yeah. Like I haven't really Apparently. followed. Yeah. So that sucks. But I mean, the guy rakes the yeah, oh no, right.
1: over like 950 OPS in the minor leagues this year. It was it's down to like 850 with the Woo Sox compared to where it was in Houston, but that's still great. I mean, you put him in left field for a little bit, where we kind of have a need. You put Hanley there. You put JD there. Come on, our, our, he, he can catch the <laughs> ball. It, you know, if you have some flunders, you know it doesn't matter. The season's over, like you yeah, said. Right, it doesn't yeah. matter if he flubs the ball out there. But now he knows a little a little bit how to play left field at Fenway or uh you know even first base or second base where he has experience. So yeah. really don't care about you know how his defense is right now. He can work on that next year. I want to see how that bat plays at the major league level.
0: Yeah, no, it's a fantastic point. It's a fantastic point. There's no reason why he shouldn't be up. There's no right reason why he couldn't be up. And I mean, you know, I think that the more looks for these guys the better. And I think that He's a guy, especially where, if you're the organization and, and the optics have been really bad this year and everything has been like, you know, oh, Bloom is an idiot, things like that. Um, bringing up a guy like that who you just traded Christian Vasquez for, you know, I think it would help his image a little bit. If he does well, then people would be like, oh, wow, this is the guy we got for Christian Vasquez? Not a bad yeah. trade. Yeah. And you show the players you don't that, that, too.
1: based on your sure. image. But it, I I just think it's the right thing to do. And you know, it helps his image too. And which is another, you know, a uh, little uh, frosting on top.
2: Right. That's right. That's right. Um but yeah, I know I know we talked about uh, you know, before the show. Um we we called it a while back. The Yankees. Things are not yeah, looking good. Yeah, uh, I
1: mean it, 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 the writing was on the wall the second they announced Joel Olstein was, uh, going to be performing at Yankee Stadium. I don't see any reason why you would, you know, put in that bad JoJo or MoJo, um, <laughs> you know, like even into that mix. I mean, it, it, it just seemed like a recipe for disaster.
0: JoJo, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> that, PD's, uh, JoJo. PD's
1: rescue name was JoJo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Yeah, yeah, they're they're fucked. This is the worst. (laughs) How many wins do they have? Let's see. This is the worst 81-win ball club that you could possibly form or assemble.
1: They could still finish 500.
0: Yeah, they could. They theoretically could. (laughs) Um, They are worse than, in my opinion, they're worse than Tampa, Toronto, Houston, the Mets, the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Dodgers. Just my opinion.
1: And the Orioles. <laughs> and the Reds.
2: Yeah. And Dude, the, the Rockies.
1: little team. so the rockies not the twins though they they will still somehow figure out a way to beat the twins like yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) if they play the twins in the first round i don't care if the yankees have 25 guys from triple a they will mop the twins
1: they 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 got the twins number there's no denying that
0: that
2: it's It's crazy uh, Jack and I were talking when, when we got on and you know just a, a, you know back in what was it like late July, they had a 15 and a half game lead on this division and now it's down to five. Dude, that's that's a loss in, in in my book if you're the Yankees. and if if this and Jack made a point too where he was like, you know if if even if they win the division, but the lead is you know five games or, or even less
1: like two games
2: that that, that's basically that's basically a loss
1: but yeah no i mean the red Sox are sure doing everything that they can to you know kind of fuck over the yankees right now and that's coming in the form of you know being a good team we just you know swept a bad team in the form of the rangers but you know uh, last night on uh monday that was a winnable game you know we're down five to two right now i'm glad to see that we are losing Uh, to the Rays just because, you know, that screws over the Yankees. They won against the Twins. Like we said, that's going to happen. And, you know, uh, Yankees got postponed tonight. That's another half game for the Rays. They face them this weekend. It could be like one and a half by the time all said is done. So uh, I know like 15 minutes ago I said I don't want to see this team lose. But, you know, I really hope we lose against like the Rays, even a few against the Blue Jays. You know, um, if we can somehow like finish above – the Orioles. This is like best case situation where we're fucking over the Yankees. We're not in last place. You know, it's still the Orioles. You have to worry about them later. We'll worry about that when the time comes. But um, I hope, you know, we get swept by the rays. Like we got swept by the blue Jays before, since I just want the Yankees collapse at this point, this is the real only thing keeping me invested in this Red Sox. season.
0: No, absolutely. It it honestly, it's almost just as exciting. It like, not as exciting as like, because it's not rewarding. Like at the end of it, you're not gonna feel fulfilled. You're not gonna feel excited. But like the lead up is really exciting. Like this whole yeah. following the Yankees collapse and watching the drama unfold on Twitter and and just the 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 mental health facility, which is the Bronx Zoo, is just you know um, just absolutely un, unbelievable. The content is is isn't just not matched. So good. I mean, these people are not well. <laughs> it's it,
2: it's demoralizing.
0: And, and shout out to all the not well people. Like it's cool. You know, I we've all been there. But like if you're not well because of a baseball team, you deserve to have some jokes thrown your way. And that's what this, <laughs> these people are. They're not well because of a baseball team.
1: Yeah. No, I mean they had their fun in twenty eleven when the Red Sox collapsed. And you think he's made the playoffs this year that year given, but uh, they were definitely, you know, cheering for us to lose. They were just fresh off, you know, their last World Series, even though that was a full decade ago, you know. So they were riding high. They, we know, uh, we we get to experience what they felt. You know, the tables are turned a little bit here. We get to play the role of spoilers. We're the Orioles yeah. this year, essentially. Yeah. So, um, it you know, it I really hope you know we almost have a game one sixty two situation again, where you know. Uh, we're facing the Rays uh, last series of the season. We lose in dramatic fashion. Yankees lose in dramatic fashion. I don't know who they're facing. I don't even give a shit about their schedule. It doesn't matter. As long as they don't face the Twins like eight more times, then they're fucked. Oh, my God.
0: Um. Oh, my God. But, we we have that exact situation. I didn't realize. That, yeah. you know, I totally forgot about that. The Yankees are playing the Rangers, so very favorable matchup for them. But... Yeah, we're playing the Rays. We're playing the Rays. I can't... See, I totally forgot. That. That's, that's absolutely awesome. Wow, history does repeat itself 11 years later.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think, really, like, you know, the Rays are a divisional rival. They switched over their team too much to really hate too many guys at any given time. Like, before... Right. By the time I started hating a guy on their team, they already traded him away and it's some other fucking scrub from AAA. They got Wander Franco for, you know, 11 years or until they trade them, uh, you know, when they're able to. But other than that, I mean, like, it, who do you hate on the Rays?
0: I think Wander Franco against the Red Sox already has more extra base hits than Brett Gardner did in about one one uh, hundredth of the amount of games.
1: I you know what, I think that's, that's also what it is with the Yankees. They don't have that veteran leadership. I don't think anybody yeah. on their roster has won a World Series, have they?
0: Um, Let's see. Let's go through position by uh, Anthony Rizzo. Oh,
1: Chapman. Chapman's the only guy that has with the Cubs.
2: Rizzo. I mean,
1: Rizzo. Are they really looking at him as a clubhouse leader? No.
2: Can
0: you guys hear me?
1: Yeah. Anthony, yeah, we can yeah, hear he you.
0: Anthony, Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo.
1: Oh, Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, he's on the <laughs> aisle. It doesn't count. <laughs>
2: Doesn't count. They gotta be healthy. Yeah. I think yeah. that's about it, just the two of them though.
0: I think so too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Judge I hasn't won anything in
2: his life. Next year with the Mets. No. Yeah. Yeah. But imagine, you know, or right with the Reds. Aaron
1: Judge, like he, he hits, you know, his sixty home runs, he breaks the AL record. Only people that give a shit are Yankees fans. And then Yankees collapse, he signs with another team. That's worst-case situation, right? You almost don't want Judge to break that record if you're a Yankees fan because it's only going to hurt that much more when he leaves in free agency.
2: Dude, if he signs with the Red Sox or the Mets, the Bronx is going to burn down.
0: It Actually, I would be concerned
2: for, for their health.
0: If Aaron Judge did sign with either the Sox or the Mets, I would be genuinely concerned for multiple <laughs> Yankee fans' health.
1: Yeah. Mental infancy. Like in the thirties when the stock market crashed and they were just jumping out of windows because they didn't <laughs> know what else to do. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's literally like
0: I, I couldn't even fathom. Like I, I couldn't even fathom. But also, like I always thought like the Yankees and Yankee fans were always like, Oh, like, you know, David Ortiz, David Ortiz is gonna be a Yankee someday. Like, he's perfect for Yankee Stadium. You know, they're gonna throw a bunch of money at him. The Red Sox didn't want to pay him. And I always thought about that and it did really make my stomach turn, genuinely. Yeah. Like David Ortiz in pinstripes, hitting a bomb against the Red Sox, you know, in Yankee Stadium. I, you almost can't walk even off Johnson. That. No beard. Right. No beard oh. like you do. You you do like you do. That really does like make your heart sink, It makes it like kind of break your heart a little bit. <clears throat> you know, there's just certain guys like Pedro, you know, Ortiz, Manny, Nomar, Dustin Pedroia. Um, you know, Kevin Euclid is in that category and he played for the Yankees, but he stunk when he played for the Yankees, so it yeah. didn't really hurt.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you stink for the Yankees like Ellsbury or Benintendi, you get a free pass.
0: <laughs> right, I could care less. Like, and I, I never really felt that close to Benintendi. Like, you know, I, I liked him, good player, but I, I whatever. Like, when when he got traded there, I was like, eh, I don't really care. You know, I think the only shitty part about Benintendi going there is that I just think that it kind of brought up memories of how really bad that trade kind of was. Like. I don't think Benatelli was ever going to work out here, but Josh Winkowski and Franchi Cordero certainly didn't. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. No, honestly, that is you know a trade that you think you might get the best of Benny. Really didn't do anything for the Royals. I mean, probably for, the, the Royals would probably be better off with having Franchi and Josh Winkowski over, you know, whoever they got back for a rental status for Andrew Benatendi. Like, that did their franchise absolutely nothing other than maybe sell a few season tickets and promotional items. That's all that Andrew Benatendi did for that organization. And you're not going to do that with Josh Wachowski or, you know, um, uh, Franchi Cordero.
0: There's very few trades in Major League Baseball and in sports where it really doesn't work out for either team. Either it works out for both teams or it works out for one team. And this is one of those trades that you can easily look at and say, this did not work out for either team. It was a stupid trade for both teams. Didn't really make sense. Um, The Red Sox certainly got the worst side of it. But, yeah, neither team has anything to show for the trade. And that's kind of surprising for a guy that was never great, but he was good. You know, he was a good player.
1: Yeah, he's serviceable enough. He certainly does play outfield. He Did he make an all-star team? I don't think so. Not with the Red Sox. Who cares? If he made one, it, it was probably just like as your team representative, kind of like when Brock Holt made it that one year, which I still find to be, <laughs> be hilarious. Um, yep. But, you know, he's an exactly like two to three win war player every year now. We thought he might be, you know, a multi-all-star it's not gonna happen at this point. He's already probably closer to thirty than you know he isn't. So, um, it, I, he's not a bust because he still is. You know, making a good career. He's probably gonna get at least a decent payday this off season. But he was never that Golden Spikes winner, that seventh all around pick, that you know, um, guy that tri- skipped triple A kind of like I mentioned earlier. He was never really that player, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he did this, have that this is a guy that
0: Astros. That, that was it. He
1: great did have catch. the catch
0: against the Astros, but
1: this is a guy that Red
0: Sox fans were calling the next, you know, call you Stremski. Like, I mean, certainly not, didn't live up to the hype, but I think that, like, of this next round of players, I feel really good about this next round of prospects. Um, you know, Casas, Bayo, um, how do you pronounce that fuck's name, Sedini, C- Sedin? Sedan, I think. Sadon, Rafaela.
1: Yeah, Sadon Rafaela. I-, I-, I think I'm close enough.
0: Yeah. Uh, Meyer, you know, I feel, like, really, really good. The issue is finding a spot for all these guys to play, you know, because they do have a lot of older guys on the team that are still going to have spots, so. Right.
1: Good yeah, crop. Like goes. we said, you know, there's no reason, you know, not to see what you got with some of these guys. Obviously not Meyer. Even not even Raphael, but you know, if there's a guy that you think might even have a chance, fuck it. Why not? Who cares?
2: is yeah. not gonna have a promising future though. He's he's a good player, good pitcher.
0: I think we should lead off Trevor Story next season.
1: I wouldn't mind that he he's uh been turning it back on and i mean you know even with a lot of struggles that he's had this year he has a way to run created plus that's positive he has played plus defense um and you know he's hit probably you know homers at a better rate than anybody else in this lineup not named rafael devers and even now maybe who knows but uh i I, you know i really am excited for him next year i really uh you know this year was weird um he would tell you it wasn't his best season, but yeah, yeah I, I think we're going to see if this is the worst Trevor story that we're seeing, I, I can't wait to see, you know, what the next chapter is.
2: Yeah, it'll be, it'll definitely be nice. Obviously he had a, <clears throat> like you mentioned, he had a weird off season obviously got the spring training a little later on and um, he dealt with a lot, obviously the injury and he was out for, uh, you know, a long period of time. So it'll be nice to see, you know, a full off season of Trevor story in a, in a full, hopefully a full 2023, um, you know, where he can, you know, hopefully stay relatively healthy. And, um, it, I think that's, he's, he's going to be, uh, he's, he's going to be a huge piece for this team next year, next season.
0: Yeah. You have a phenomenal foundation to build around now, and you know what you're going to get out of most of these guys. Devers, Story, I'll include Bogarts in there because I truly believe they're going to get it done. Um, I I don't see how Bloom can tell Kike that they're going to have a better team next year and then let possibly, you know, maybe their second or third best position player walk, um, who is the captain of this team, has been with the organization since, you know, he was 18 years old. I think they'll get it done. So it's a strong infield. Yeah. It's a very strong infield.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I think they uh, get Bogey done. You know, he signed a team friendly deal before. I know Boris is his agent, and, you know, he's probably not going to end up doing that twice. It's going to be fair to sign him, you know, market value, uh, especially since, you know, uh, there are going to be other guys out there like Trey Turner and Carlos Correa re entering free agency. That you know, uh, a lot of teams are gonna you know uh, look for some of these guys' services. Uh, so I really do believe that they re-signed Xander and kind of like what you were mentioning a little bit before. You're gonna have to find positions for a lot of these guys, you know, moving forward throughout the ranks. So it's good to have you know a strong farm system, so that way if we do need to make a trade, we're not screwed. You know, it's not like you're pillaging the village or anything like that. We'll have you know, pieces to work with if you truly believe in them moving forward. But we also, you know, are able to pull from that as we should. We don't want to be like Ben Charrington and just hold on to every single goddamn guy like Gavin Cicchini and Ronaldo or or whatever his fucking name was. I don't even care.
0: (laughs) Ryan Kalish.
1: (laughs) Ryan Kalish. Lars Anderson.
0: Anthony Renato.
1: Anthony Renana, that's who I'm fucking <laughs> Henry, <Romano>. <laughs> Henry Owens. Henry Owens. Orion Johnson. He what was fine, but who cares? Stiff.
0: What a bunch of stiffs.
2: That's a bad crop of prospects.
0: Matt Barnes, the only one that made it out of the hood.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Moogie bats. That was a that was a Charrington one, too. And I mean Charrington yep. did hold on to Bogey as well. Um when he first came up. He didn't trade him for uh uh, what's his name from the Phillies? They're they're Cole Hamels, Cole Hamels, because oh, yeah. that was always yeah. the big thing. Like Xander for Cole Hamels. And, you know, thank God that trade didn't go down. That would be terrible if Xander Bogart was like the Phillies captain right now. And we got like two years of an OK starting pitcher, you know,
2: that would have a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Cole Hamels, that's a throwback.
1: Yeah. I wanted him too. I wanted him so bad. I was like, this is the guy we need to get. Like, Cole Hamels is going to fix everything. Yeah. And, you know, uh, not if you're giving up Mookie Betts or Devers or uh, Xander Bogarts, which <laughs> no, there's, is about there's the only good thing guys, that Ben Carrington did. What?
0: Yeah. There's some, I was just going to say, there's some guys, like, just you got to have off limits unless you're trading them for, like, a Juan Soto or, like, you know, like a, a, for a, sale a organizational changing player, like you know.
2: Oh, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, we got the uh, we got the new schedule for twenty twenty three. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. We'll finally be, uh, you know, we we'll be seeing, uh, you know, every team uh, come next season, which is uh, which I I really like. I think that's going to be awesome.
0: King Arthur is going to have to pull my dick on a Wrigley Field next year. When the Red Sox go to Wrigley Field, I'm going to fuck it.
2: Yeah, it's going to fuck the Ivy. I I
1: think Kyle Sullivan just came to that. Like, he's just getting to, like, clip that audio and just have that be his alarm clock every morning. (laughs) The first thing he wakes up to every single day.
2: Dude, why do I why is that like not not out of the realm of possibility? dude? That's like actually going to happen.
0: I will be at Wrigley Field next year, Kyle, just so you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will be in San Diego, annoying Padres fans in my Eric Cosmer Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. Your saver is Eric Cosmer. This jersey. is
1: just a personal thing. I have no reason for this beef, but I've started it and it's not going over anytime soon. Or going away anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, you know, Padres fans are gonna be like the action Bronson meme where it's just like stop and this this is uh there's no reason for this. This is unnecessary.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like I'm caring for the Padres inevitable collapse. Not as much as the Yankees, but I think it'd be really funny if, you know, after all that shit that I purposely started, um, if we made the playoffs before them in twenty three.
2: You gotta tell uh, you gotta tell your mom to get the air mattresses ready because we're we're going up to uh, DC, dude, for that series. Yep, get the oh, air absolutely.
1: mattress. That, that one that one I'm kidnapping you guys. I'll be there.
0: Yep. I just gotta put it in my calendar early. That's all.
2: I've never been to DC.
1: It's a good stadium. Nice. It's easily accessible. That's what I like about it, and you know. The area is a lot nicer than it used to be, too. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a nice place to see a game. They have some like
2: they the the Sox are actually there. So they're going to San Diego. They're going to Wrigley. They're going to San Fran. They got some good uh, they got some good road games.
0: Jack, do you like D.C.?
1: I do. Yeah. No, D.C. is a great place to visit. (laughs) Yeah, it's very hot. It's very hot. I, I by the time I was like, you know, 14 i already seen every goddamn thing that city has had to offer on random field trips and everything so uh if you're looking to start a family and you have like five million dollars it's a great place other than that there's no need to actually live there Uh, you you can um... you can just visit and do most of the things you want to do over a long weekend or even a second or third trip 10 years later so that's my advice about DC. I, if you live there, I, I would more than be happy to go to a game with you. My family's still down there. Uh, if you're a listener, I mean, uh, we'll meet up at Dirty Water, the uh, Boston Bar in DC. It's a great place to be. Wow. Um, You don't need to Is move there. To don't you don't need to move there. I don't know. I've never There's actually no, been. No.
0: Yeah, so you like DC, Discock. <laughs> Delveo, do you Burn. like Imagine Dragons?
1: <laughs>
2: no <laughs> yes
0: well you imagine me dragging these balls on your face
1: <laughs> are you just like looking these up now
2: no, no kind of I'm good.
0: not I'm just I'm just oh, just yeah. trying to order a pizza actually
2: oh there, there. we go there. little dominoes um,
0: I should do dominoes yeah. that's a good what? idea
2: I don't know what I didn't know what you were ordering. Well, Papa John's. I was doing some
0: fucking Minerva bullshit, but that place sucks. Oh. I'm gonna do Domino's. Nah,
2: dude, man. get greasy dude, with Domino's, man. Yeah. yeah, I'm not feeling Domino's. Well. Great. What's
0: up, Domino's? <laughs> I would also uh, fuck Domino's. Yeah. What? I would fuck Domino's.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the garlic twist, yep. absolutely. Yep. I wish they had a little better wings. I wish the wings were meatier. Like I feel I've like you know, I like, never had their wings. They're not they're they're tasty, but it literally feels like I'm eating like a like a little chick. Like it doesn't feel like I'm eating a chicken. Like yeah. it, it doesn't feel like where where are these like uh HGH and all these fucking hormones <laughs> that they give to like yeah. animals. Like I'm not looking to have like Whole Foods type of fucking chicken, like just give me the, the fully loaded boys. Like, it's give fine. me the
2: roided up chicken. Dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a like, great what point. What have at Hooters? Like, Hooters has meaty wings. They do. Yeah,
0: and meaty girls. <laughs> Shout
2: out Hooters. Shout, Shout, out the Hooters. Out,
0: Hooters. <laughs> Shout the fuck out Hooters.
2: Shout the fuck out Hooters. Round of applause for Hooters. <laughs> Let's go, dude.
0: <laughs> I could see us doing another little Hooters hooters jock.
2: Yeah, wouldn't yeah, can say we do no a to a Hooters
1: that? live show. Like, I know we said we we're going to do the Chili's one. I think we need the Hooters one.
2: Th- th- I think that would be a better. We can get an interview there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Maybe we'll Shout find out Cooper Stacey. Jones, next wife. Yeah, right, it's my birthday, sorry. It's, it's all City of my birthdays. <laughs> yeah. It's Jack's birthday's coming up.
1: It is, it is. I unfortunately am working on my birthday, which should be illegal, uh, but, you know,
2: here we are. I think it's Lebo's birthday coming up, too, and my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but it can be at Hooters. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs>
2: At Hooters, every day's your birthday.
0: Yep,
1: you bet your ass. <laughs> what What if you went there and you said it was our anniversary? What do you That's think they do for anniversaries? I'm getting a little
0: <laughs> too graphic now.
1: Yeah. Can, can Can we bleep that?
2: Yeah, we'll, well do that. Well, I think
0: yeah, yeah. Let's bleep it for Kyle Sullivan, the only one still listening at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know maybe like tim john by the way tim John, i got like two new or three new jackie bradley jr bobbleheads at savers over the weekend so uh you're not getting any of them i just want you to know they're they're for me <laughs>
2: that's all right shout out shout out tim john he's the biggest uh jbj pervert that listens
0: he is a um, jbj pervert i uh actually follow him on instagram he posted a picture he looked fucking awesome dude Shout out to Tim John. He wow. had the, uh, nice. Yeah, he had the. Well,
1: I'm gonna find him right now.
0: No, it wasn't Instagram. It was like a story. I, it, it was, it's not up anymore. But he's at like some party, dude. dude. He, had yeah, gonna... he had the shirt. Oh, he had the shirt open. He had like a, those big, okay, so you know, like big sunglasses. Those big sunglasses, like the David Ortiz. Uh, oh, like yeah. yeah. Ski, ski goggles. Yep. Yep. Oh,
1: he had one. He had a pair. Yeah, of those. He, had
0: those. he had the flow going. Dude, if you're single, hit up my boy, Tim John.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, he lives in Connecticut, but we we all can't control things like that. Yeah, That's all right. It's
2: unfortunate, but...
1: At least he's a Yankees fan from Connecticut, because that is, like, straight to the gulag. Like, you, you prison forever.
2: It is. Yeah. That's just something you hate to see. That's like a double whammy, dude. You're from Connecticut, and you're a Yankee fan. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and your parents are divorced. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I'm one of three. <laughs> yeah.
2: <Well. laughs> Do we have anything else on the uh, on the agenda, Jack? <sighs>
1: Nah, <laughs> nah, B. I, I can't think of anything else. I just like you guys' company. We, we, I, we need to get in a better habit of actually recording. I know this team has sucked and we have busy lives, but we, we owe it to our perverted fans that continue to support us. <laughs>
0: Kyle. Yeah, we, we do. We definitely <laughs> do. And, you know, sometimes it's just you just don't want to. It's like, eh, fuck, this team sucks, man. Yeah.
2: Sometimes we, we live wanna, our lives
1: too. It's sometimes hard.
2: Sometimes you just want to, uh, you want to order Domino's, dude. That's it. That's
1: sometimes what I'd be doing you right now. want to go where everybody knows your name. <laughs> hmm. Hooters. I don't know the rest. <laughs>
0: And they're always actually let's make that the outro music. Yeah, yeah,
1: we'll we'll do that. We'll do that one today. I think, you know, with Kevin Plowecki essentially leaving the Red Sox at this point. I think it's time to lay Domo and the whole pen cart to rest. I think, you know, it's time. We we had our fun in the sun. Um but you know, the sun's setting now and um it's sad. But uh, all good things need to come to an end. So That's I right. think after the season, I think it might be time to retire Domo.
2: All good things need to come.
1: I'm going to come.
0: <laughs> Do not
2: come. Do not come. <laughs> Obama. Where
1: everybody knows your name. And aren't you glad that you came? Dun, dun, dun. Peace.
2: Peace. All right, later. <laughs>